You're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. And then Scott's just yelling. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve with my little pal, Dr. Scott, the traditional Chinese medical practitioner who keeps the alternative medicine wackos at bay. Hello, Dr. Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. We also have our in-studio intern comedian, Cliff Andrews, a.k.a. 49 Cent. Hello, Cliff. Hello, Dr. Steve. And, um... In here, it's not Sherwin Sleeves this time. It's Charles Moffat. What do you, Charles? What does your uh, music go by when you when you play? DJ Noisy Noise or? Uh oh, wait a minute. Say it again. A R H C. What? Say it again, Charles. Can he hear me? Busting it out there, man. Something wrong with that mic. It was working a minute ago. Oh, there you go. Yeah, um, DJ DJ Noisy Noise has never used a microphone before. <laughs> I mean, I don't like talk like when I play. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I go by R Hat, so it's just A R H T for four letters. A R H T. Oh, okay, yeah. And if you look up, oh, sort of uh, like the Tetragrammaton. Yeah, Yahweh. Yeah, but I'm on uh, I'm on SoundCloud and Bandcamp. If you just look up RHT, SoundCloud and Bandcamp, you'll find it. Okay, cool. Yeah, Charles, um, I, I first he's, he's been on this show before. I first saw him out on the street with a semi-modular synthesizer all patched up with the patch cables and stuff, and he was just playing this crazy-ass shit in the middle of the street of, you know, at that time... Our town wasn't very hip. It's not very hip now. It's a little more hip now than it was. But uh, no, I'd never seen anything like this in this town, particularly where he was, which was right down from an antique store. So I said, I have to go talk to this guy. Because, you know, I, I was a patched up synth- modular synthesizer guy from back in the 70s, you know. So if... Uh, if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, just Google Keith Emerson synth, uh, Moog synthesizer, and I trained on one very similar to that in the 70s. And uh, Charles had this sort of miniature version of that, and so we started talking. It turns out that his father and my wife are friends, and then uh, so we had that connection, and we've just kind of, you know, we had a mini Moog fest at our house about a year ago and just played music and stuff, and so he's... Uh, He's very good, and he's going to be playing August 11th. Is that when it is, Scott? At the Beer Run. August 11th. August 11th at the Beer Run. Um, Kingsport. Uh, Kingsport, Tennessee, the grand opening. And uh, we're going to have beer, of course. There's a restaurant there called uh, the Magnolia Grill. Uh, you can sit out by the river, and by then we'll have the big sail up so you can get out of the sun. And uh, just uh, have a big old time listening to uh, uh, ARHT uh, do some buttery beats. And then Scott and I are going to play for about an hour or two. Oh, yeah. So 
that'll be a big letdown. We should probably play first. No, no, no. We need people to oh to be drunk already. Yeah, yeah you got to get them <laughs> drunk. Liquored up. Okay. okay. Needs to be dark and yeah, better. And then don't forget um, uh, etncomedy.com. Vic Henley, August second, twenty eighteen, and also in Kingsport, Tennessee. We're doing a lot of stuff in Kingsport this summer. Um, at Allendale Mansion, all the directions and stuff are at etncomedy.com. It's free admission. It's a Thursday. I get it. Take a, do an extra long weekend. Come hang out with us. There will be uh, uh, craft beer there, uh, food trucks. 49 Cent will be doing five, ten minutes. Ooh. And uh, James uh, Bird, uh, both of whom were uh, finalists in the uh, Funniest Person in the Tri-Cities competition. And then Vic Hanley. And it's free. The food and drink isn't free, but everything else is free. All right? Um, don't forget Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net, simplyherbals.net. And uh, if you're going to go shopping at Amazon, just go through stuff.drsteve.com, stuff.drsteve.com. And uh, if you need earbuds, go to tweakedaudio.com. Use offer code FLUID and you get 33% off uh, all of your um, uh, purchases, which is a big deal. That's not a small a small um, discount. That's a major discount. That's a lot. Yeah, it is. It's cool when you've got like 30 bucks in your uh, cart and then you hit that FLUID and all of a sudden it's 20 bucks. <laughs> That's a big deal. So anyway. All right. Well, you want to take some calls? Let's do it. Number one thing, don't take advice from some asshole on the radio. By the way, I turned on XM 103 today at 2 o'clock, and Bennington show was on there. So I guess they've moved over from uh, 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 Raw Dog 99. So it's very cool. Anyway, all right. Let's uh, answer a couple of questions. This one's for you, Scott. Hey, Dr. Steve. I was curious about uh, beetroot juice and the, and, the, and the effects on the body. I've been drinking it for about three weeks, and I feel like a different person. Um, tell me what you think, man, please. Beetroot juice. So is that just beet juice? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Because yeah. the... Um... Hmm. I don't know that one. <laughs> why, why is she chiming in? I don't know. Yeah, so um, it's a very deep red juice. And, uh, you know, historically, beets were used for a lot of different ailments and stuff back in the past, but it was kind of, you know, got claims like snake oil. It's a good source of iron and folic acid, but it's also got some other stuff in it, too. There's some antioxidants, if you're into that. I'm not, particularly if you smoke. Uh, Antioxidants have been shown to not be beneficial, particularly in people who smoke. It may even be detrimental. Um, But uh, there are some... Uh, there is a study that showed that beetroot juice was associated with a modest reduction in blood pressure. Mm-hmm. And this was a, a very well-conducted review of the current evidence. You know, So they did another meta-analysis where you take a bunch of different studies and mush them together. Um, there's another review um, uh, that looked at beetroot juice and exercise performance because, you know, when you do a study like this, people say, oh, I feel better. Well, how do you measure that? Mm-hmm. You could, There are actual validated um, instruments for it's called health-related quality of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can use that as an endpoint. Do people just feel better? Because we could do that with Dr. Scott's sure. interventions. Absolutely. You know, you do a, 
um, a study of the patient's uh, health-related quality of life before, have them go see Dr. Scott, see what it is after. Now, that will not eat or um, subtract out the um, uh, placebo effect, but it may not matter. It's just that we want to know if it doesn't make people feel better, so you can do that. But you have to have some measurable endpoint, right? Otherwise, you're just farting around. Mm-hmm. So uh, these guys looked at... Um, uh, exercise performance, they found that inactive and recreationally active individuals saw moderate improvements in exercise performance from drinking beetroot juice. And I'm not 100% sure what their endpoint was. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't even know. But here's the thing. A lot of these studies, like arginine that shows improvements in exercise capacity, it's always in people who are out of shape. The elite athletes most of the time don't get measurable results from these, but it's people like me who aren't doing enough. You know, um, there was another study that showed that uh, a diet high in beetroot juice may increase blood flow to certain areas of the brain. So people say, oh, well, maybe it'll prevent dementia. We have no evidence of that. Mm-hmm. How would we do that? We would have to give a certain number of people a placebo and a certain number of people beetroot juice. How would you do that? Well, you'd have to mask it somehow. And uh, you'd have to follow them over decades to see if there's any statistically significant decrease and the amount of dementia in those groups. That has not been done. Um, they looked at beetroot juice on cyclists who were cycling in uh, a, uh, a high-altitude chamber. And they found that cyclists that were given the juice had modest but significant increase in the terms of their time trial scores. So, uh, uh, you know, a 16-second improvement could be a big deal Huge. in a situation like that. So that's interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I don't see that there's a big downside to this stuff and it may be beneficial if you can stand the taste. I can, I've never tasted, I can't imagine what it tastes like. It's not palatable. Really? Unless you, <laughs> unless you put some, a little bit of sweeter and stuff in it. And but, just remember, you, you can't just sit on your ass and watch Netflix like me. Right. And drink beet juice with vodka in it. And then drink, right. And oh, think you're doing yourself any good. That was my plan. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you can, but I don't think we get the same results. Yeah. I mean, we just want to take pills and and be able to eat, you know, I don't want to name any particular fast food places, <laughs> but, you know, eat fast food and uh, think we're going to be okay. So we really need to make better choices. I need to do that. I've committed, once I get back from this vacation next week, that I'm going to lose 40 pounds in the next year or or two. And um, uh, because my health-related uh, score, my you know my psychological score all came back good. We do these things at work where you got to take all these surveys and shit, and then you get a discount on your health insurance. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I did all of this, and it, it was not pretty. You know, <laughs> I am uh, I'm resting on my laurels. You know, I'm 62. I don't think I really look 62, and I'm in pretty good shape. I'm on. Just you know, lifestyle medication. You know, I'm on something for reflux, and uh, but I'm not going to be able to stay that way if I keep up the way I'm doing. So I'm going to make a commitment. If people want to do it with me, you know, I'm going to increase my exercise. I'm going to improve my diet. I'm going to cut back on the alcohol, and uh, see if I can't get in better shape by next year. It's saying on here that the beets are high in uh, the uh, nitrates, so the the the, um, the nitric acid. If it was helps. nitric oxide, yeah, yeah, it helps if, to that's that maybe what helps improve blood, blood flow, blood flow, right? Yeah, decrease it, the pressure on the blood vessels and increases possibly. penile tumescence. Exactly, 
that's the mechanism by which Viagra works is it increases nitric oxide. Right. So things that have arginine in them mm-hmm. is a precursor to nit- nitric oxide. So that may have that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may it somehow increase nitric oxide otherwise. Like Look up beetroot and nitric oxide, Dr. Scott, if you don't mind. Sure. And then we'll uh, we'll move, move on. Home. I just can't think of drinking a cup of beetroot, anything with the word beet in it, Ugh. and then just and being happy with the I know decision they, I made. You can you can extract sugar from beets, but that doesn't taste like beets. I mean, beets. I want my vegetables to not taste like that. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's sweet, but not sweet in a good way. Yeah, you know, to me. But then I think everybody's taste buds are different. My brother and I have a hypothesis that if liver tasted to everyone the way it tastes to us, nobody would ever eat it because it just tastes to me like a lump of shit in my mouth. What it looks like is that the the nitrates do convert to nitric oxide in the body, which is what gives you a lot of those beneficial effects. Yeah, nitric oxide. Now, nitrous oxide is laughing gas. Yeah, a little different, yeah. But nitric I, did I oxide. Say nitrous? No, you didn't. Oh, okay. no, I'm just, I was, I was, I was yeah, thinking yeah. nitrous, though, so yeah, I'm glad you clarified. I, right, I'm, Sorry about that. I was thinking other people might be thinking nitrous yeah. oxide. Yeah. Like, well, I'll try it, but yeah, I don't right, think it's going right. to I don't want people getting, <laughs> doing whippets thinking it's going to help their know. blood pressure. So, All right. So there you go. Hi, Dr. Steve. I listen to the show a lot, and I always hear you say if we doctors in the medical medical community knew how to cure that. We definitely would. We wouldn't keep it a secret. So here's my right. what what I was talking about was these conspiracy theories that doctors are suppressing the cure for cancer. That it's very simple, and we're suppressing it because we make more money by by treating it rather than right. you know with the stuff that we've got rather than using vitamin B seventeen or whatever, uh, which you can just buy over the counter. Well, just go do that. But you know. Um, uh, you know, I don't want people to to um, make the mistake of doing something "quote unquote" alternative to the exclusion of things that we know work. You, you have the right to do it, but I think it's a mistake. And uh, my point on that uh, forty nine cent has always been that if I knew that vitamin B seventeen was the cure for cancer, and I had been informed that I had to suppress it. Uh, you know, for the greater good of the medical profession for the money, I would expose it everywhere just for the blowjobs I would get. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, you think of all the blowjobs you would get if you had the cure for cancer. Forget the money. Yeah. I'm talking about blowies, man. Exactly. What's my... <laughs> so, so anyway, so that's that's crap. But anyway, that's what he's talking about. So let's see what he's Question. Saying. And I want you and Dr. Scott to answer this if possible, because apparently Western medicine is just figuring this shit out, but... Eastern medicine has known it for thousands of years. What do you think about the new trend that all the food documentaries are talking about? Uh, food for medicine, basically saying that if you eat a bunch of plants, you can cure things like high blood pressure and clogged arteries and diabetes and even depression. And what are the chances of the American medical community pushing this stuff out as a form of medical treatment as opposed to just a Diet. dietary option. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a great question. Mm-hmm. We we know we are what we eat. I just got done talking about how I'm eating 
poorly and I know I need to do better. Mm-hmm. And I know I'll live longer if I eat better. So why don't we do it? You know, why am I not doing it? Because, you know, a cheeseburger tastes a damn good. <laughs> and there is kind of a, for me, an addictive, I think, you know, I, I miss it. Yep. I start craving it. And uh, so now if somebody, if one of my patients was craving a medication that was bad for him, I wouldn't prescribe it anymore. But food, you just go to the store and buy it. Right. So I'm not a fan of legislating this stuff. I think that's silly. But we do need to do a better job. If we know that a plant-based diet, for example, uh, reduces heart attack and stroke, we should be pushing that. As, now, when does food become medicine? Mm-hmm. You know, you got to have food. Yep. So... I don't know that we can call it medicine exactly, but you can certainly say that having a, um, a, a well, just eating properly, right. and we can Making argue about what that is, yep. Yep. Uh, is good for you. Yep. You can call it medicine if you want to, but the bottom line is you have to eat good, healthy foods. Yep. And there's a lot of research that shows that eating crappy foods will make you sick. Yep. Um, sure. You know, well, vegan diets are vegan diets, which right. is the strictest. You're not a vegan. No, you're a Lord you're a no. pescatarian. Pescatarian, yep. Um, which means that he'll eat fish, but everything else is plant based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, vegan diets are more effective for weight loss uh, than uh, other diets that have been compared to. Now, not necessarily. Now, um, a vegan diet can be uh, low carbohydrate as well. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you don't eat potatoes and stuff right um but uh so it it just depends on what you're comparing it to um they can lower blood sugar levels so can a ketogenic diet they can uh have been shown to improve kidney function uh let me see um according to the world health organization one third of all cancers can be prevented by factors within your control including diet big part of that smoking you know if I hear somebody saying, I'm a vegan for health reasons, and they're smoking two packs of cigarettes, I just have to laugh. Because mm-hmm. you're going through all this hell. If, if, some, some people like it. But if, if, it's, you know, if it's a sacrifice for you, why are you sacrificing that if you're just going to keep smoking? Right. So that's always silly. Yeah, so food as medicine. It's, I hate to call it medicine, but certainly food for good health yeah. is what it is. And yes, it's uh, you know, for years and years and years and years, the Chinese diet, the Mediterranean diets, a lot of those things are based on eating particular foods for particular health styles. So, yeah. What about yeah. like uh, like multivitamins and stuff that have you know vegetable you know bases and stuff like that? Well, how many of them actually have vegetable bases? That's the thing. You know, um, multivitamins are extracted. Some of them may be even synthesized, mm-hmm. and. Um, if you don't have a vitamin deficiency, there really isn't a, a real indication for them. They've done some recent studies that showed that uh, multivitamins really don't affect all-cause mortality at all. Mm-hmm. And maybe folic acid may have some benefit. I've seen another study that said vitamin E was beneficial. I've seen other studies that showed that vitamin D helps people prevent uh, certain viral infections, you know, they or they have a decreased incidence. Correlation doesn't mean causation necessarily, but mm-hmm. um, so there is a, a study here that I wanted to show you guys. It's from 2014 in this in the journal Nutrients. This is not a a wacko um, 
journal. And I'm just going to read the abstract to you. It says, vegetarians, those who avoid meat, and vegans, additionally avoiding dairy and eggs. So so basically, veg- vegans are, in a very simple form, are vegetarians that avoid all animal products, and that includes dairy products and eggs. Um, they're 5%, 2% of the U.S. population, and uh, they summarized available evidence from three prospective cohorts of Adventists, in North America. Now, have you ever been to an Adventist food store? It's the coolest place in the world. They've got all kinds of fake meat in there. They still kind of, some people, I guess, in the Adventist food store still want to eat meat. Mm-hmm. Now, this comes from 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. When I used to go to the Adventist food store that was near me, I would get these steaks, right? And they were just kind of layers of soy fiber or something, but they were just like, you could cook them just like a steak, and mm-hmm. they kind of tasted like a steak, at least to me, when I was 17. Um, but anyway, so the Adventists are a, a good cohort to follow because they're very uh, tend to be pretty strict on their diet. Uh, and uh, what they found were that uh, the vegetarian diets conferred protection against cardiovascular disease, cardiometabolic risk factors, in other words, um, high triglyceride and high blood sugar, some cancers, and total mortality. And they here, check this out. Compared to lacto-ovo vegetarian diets, vegan diets seem to offer additional protection for obesity, hypertension, type two diabetes, and cardiovascular mortality. So now, why wouldn't we be just pushing this? You know, a lot a lot of people don't accept these findings. Uh, a lot of people aren't taught about it. You know, right. we don't get taught this in medical school. We had very little nutrition. Um, information in medical school. And we have nutritionists who listen to this show that yell at their radio when they think I'm recommending a diet to somebody. I, I don't think we've ever actually recommended a diet to somebody on the show. We've just talked about the evidence them, yeah. for different diets. Yep. So it is very interesting. And um, I don't know what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. You know, what kind of evidence do we need before people say, look, this is what you really should be doing as opposed to, you know, you know, I mean, we still circumcise kids, even though we know that only a cert, a very small number of people will benefit from being circumcised, and a small number of people will will be harmed by it. Mm-hmm. There's no real compelling reason to do it, but we still do it, and we're not saying no, we're not going to do that anymore. You know, so it's a tough question. I know, I don't you know, know the because answer. you know, you he's know, asking you, a question I should know the answer you, to. I don't you know, know the you know as well as I do. We can make recommendations. Everyone want to go on vegan diets, and but 99% of the, the docs saying that are not going to do it themselves. Yeah. And, and well, I should do it. Well, according to this, right? Because it's a very difficult diet to maintain, though. That's have, that's my problem. Because yeah. I mean, we'll eat, we eat a lot of a, a lot of vegan meals, we eat a lot of vegan meals. I've got two. Too much pasta friends. and bread. I can't eat yeah. the pasta and bread, yeah. so I'd have to go vegan plus, so it would be. Plant based, no gluten. Right. Well, and and it, it's just a tough diet. I've got two of my best best friends. They're they're yeah. hardcore vegans, man. It's a it's a tough diet to to yeah, work through. It's tough to negotiate. So, well, but, it's tough to negotiate a heart attack or a it stroke. Is. It is. So, yeah, it, it's true. Know. On the front end, it's tough. On the backside, it pays off. Now, I I've known vegans that had heart attacks and of strokes. Course. It doesn't hundred percent protect you. Mm-hmm. Just like smoking doesn't hundred percent doom you mm-hmm. to having lung cancer. I've known people that were. 89, 90 years old, still smoking when they died from something else, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. So uh, it's just all about mitigating risk, you yep, know? Yep, yep, So, 
But anyway, it's um, yeah, it's a tough one. I I I really don't know. No. I don't know. Just eat the best. I don't you say can. that very often. Nope. Eat the best you can. Stay active. Get off your ass. The evidence is right here yep. in front of me, and I'm still gonna <laughs> eat seesaw. fried chicken tonight. <laughs> well, you know, still seesaw. Yeah, yeah. I know it. I know it. Now I didn't quit smoking. Because I had evidence that it was going to cause heart attacks and cancer and mm-hmm. strokes. I quit smoking because I read a study that showed that nicotine is the number one cause of reversible impotence in men over 40. And I was approaching 40. And I'm now 62, so I've been off of them for quite some time. But uh, that's what it, you know, when I, oh, you know, heart attack, yeah. stroke, fuck that. Mm-hmm. Damn flaccid dick uh, i'm a, get rid of these things you maybe know it's, maybe it's because of the immediate risk because yeah. you know you talk about you know cancer or you know lung disease and those types of things they're like that's like a, oh that's that's in the future that yeah. could that could happen but if you're talking about hey my dick don't work now yeah oh wait hang on i gotta fix this yep so no you're right you're right I, I, that that had a lot to do with it and just the whole lifestyle thing i could abstract cancer and heart disease it was a lot harder to abstract not being able to have intercourse anymore. Mm-hmm. So, so if I can find a study, find me a study, Scott, on PubMed okay. uh, that shows that a vegan diet improves sexual performance in older men. And I'm, that might be just enough to <laughs> push me over. <laughs> I'll do it. All right. Maybe I'll have to get some of that damn beetroot. Yeah. Thanks. Stock up on some beetroot. <laughs> All right. Oh. If you had a cure for jockey. Okay, his his um audio is terrible. He asked if we have a cure for jock itch. So um jock itch generally, not always, is a fungus. And antifungals will take care of it. Uh but it, it, it's why did it happen in the first place? Well a lot of times it's because our inguinal region and our genital region has, you know, oily pubic hair and skin against skin and then we sweat a lot and it's you know when you've got the scrotum mushed up against your thigh like saltwater taffy uh you know it gives a perfect place for fungi and other things to grow they like dark moist places so uh you want to make sure that you don't if you cure it that you don't give it the opportunity to come back Mm -hmm. so um i i really like fresh balls and I mean the the product, not actually you know people having well high, you know good hygiene on their scrotums, but fresh balls is a tapioca powder uh, in a volatile liquid, and when you rub it on, the liquid evaporates off, and it leaves behind this residue of this very absorbent you know dry powder. It's awesome. Uh, that won't cure the fungus if it's already there. So you can use uh, over the counter Lotrimin or Lamisil. Uh, um, uh, or just any anti over the counter antifungal, and you want to use it for about a week after it's gone because it'll disappear and it'll still be there. It's tricky, and then you'll stop and it'll grow right back. So you want to really kill it by going for at least a week. Now, if you do that and it's still there and it doesn't affect it at all, it's probably not a fungus. It could be a thing called erythrasma. Erythrasma is actually a bacterium. I believe, if I remember right, it's a coronibacterium. And uh, these things secrete a, um, a pigment that if you hold them under a black light, it will fluoresce a very beautiful salmon pink. 
Mm. It's beautiful. I've only seen it once in my career, but I looked like a damn genius when I saw it. <laughs> there you go. And uh, that's actually treated differently. Antifungals will do nothing for that. Only uh, an antibiotic will get rid of that stuff. So if you do the home remedy first and it doesn't go away, you must go get seen. And, you know, we just want to make sure we're not missing something. And stop washing your nuts with the same washcloth that you wash the bottom of your feet with. Ooh. That that's might help, too. Maybe. Give yourself a bill. I think that's never, worth it, saying. It might yeah. help. Never I don't have any evidence of that, but it certainly sounds right. Yeah. I mean, if you get stinky feet and you wash yeah. your feet and then you wash your junk after that. Yeah. See, I always you know. I, where I start with the junk. I always start there. Yeah, me too. I feel like that's where, you know, it's going to radiate. Then I'll go up here. Then I'll go down to the feet. Yep. And then, you know, whatever else. Yeah, I get the old ass crack first. Oh, yeah, that's a good place to start. <laughs> yeah, and then you rub and Then your, I wash my hands. Then you wash your face. No, I wash my hands off. Then you wash your face. But, but uh, now I, I, I'm compelled to do the ass crack first because I got a really hairy ass crack mm-hmm. and it just you know, it never, it only feels good right after I get out of the shower. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Hey, uh, uh, DJ Noisy Noise, a.k.a. A- Our hat. So it's R H A A R H T. That's too hard, dude. It's, it's okay. It's cryptic on purpose, meaning nobody will ever be able to find you on the internet. But A R H T. Hey, Charles, do you know what my DJ name is? Uh, what DJ Minty Fresh? Nice. <laughs> it's. I think if I ever DJ, I think I'm going to go by DJ Sex Chrome. Ooh, I like that. Our. Uh, our uh, electronic band, although if, if the Moogfest people get together, and you're included in this because you were peripherally, um, well, you were invited to Moogfest, just didn't show up, is uh, our, our band name is Super Android 23. So, anyway, okay, uh, let's, you got something going? I'm going to bring you up. Let's hear what you got. We'll take a little musical interlude here for a second. This will be cool at the beer run, don't you? Have some sort of, instead of just blue grass like we always have, and we'll have something that people can kind of yeah. groove to a little bit. Dance, 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 baby, dance. We could get Cliff to rap. Dance, I'll do it. It'd be pretty cool. If you show up, you're more than welcome to pick up the microphone. Yo, 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 49 cent in the his house. <laughs> we had a very stressful Sirius XM show today. And um, a lot of really serious uh, information. It was, it's on demand at Sirius XM um, regarding chronic pain and chronic pain patients and stuff. Check it out. Thanks always go to Dr. Scott, 49 cent. Check out A R H T on SoundCloud. Just Google it. Let me let me Google that shit and see what comes up. Yeah, A-R- if you Google uh, if you Google SoundCloud A R H T or Bandcamp A R H T, it's the first thing. Okay, so A R H T comes up A R H T Media Leaders and Holographic Telepresence. Yeah, you gotta look up SoundCloud or Bandcamp. <laughs> okay. All the, the normal time. names are taken. That's a thing. Yeah, right? that is a problem. 
Yeah, I'm trying to see if you. Yeah, it's a, there's an ARHT Media. They're all over everywhere. And then Auckland Rescue Helicopter Trust. <laughs> that one. That one actually makes sense. It's ARHT. All right. So now let's do ARHT SoundCloud and see what comes up. There we go. I do things. Beats, dance, music, other stuff. 20 tracks, 18 whole followers. I'll be interested to see if you get any more after uh, after this show airs. This is his music. It's dope, though, guys. Go follow him. Yeah. This is the shit. This is awesome. Yeah, and it's playing itself. That's the cool thing. You know, with Charles is is uh, sort of uh, guiding it, but the machines are well. That's not really true. I mean, he created all these beats and stuff, but it's really neat that they're just uh, he can set up different loops and yeah. and polyrhythms and stuff, and it's all very musical. And once you sync all of your stuff together, which is hard to do, it's it's uh, can be very technical, especially when you're syncing um, instruments from different manufacturers and stuff. But once you do, uh, it's gold. Listen to that. Okay. Check out um, Cliff Andrews at Rants in My Pants on YouTube. And um, I have not done that yet, although I have seen your stand-up on YouTube multiple times. Awesome. Uh, don't forget, uh, Cliff's going to be at um, Allendale Mansion August 2nd. 2018, doors open at 6 p.m., admission is free. The headliner will be Vic Henley. Did you hear what I said? Admission is free. Go to etncomedy.com, look for that. Check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. We can't forget Rob Sprantz, Bob Kelly, Greg Hughes, Anthony Cumia, Jim Norton, Travis Teft, Eric Nagel, Roland Campos, Sam Roberts, Pat Duffy, Dennis Falcone, Ron Bennington, and Fez Watley, whose early support of this show has never gone unappreciated. Listen to our SiriusXM show on the Faction Talk channel, SiriusXM channel 103, Saturdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern, on demand, and other times at Don Wickland's pleasure. Many thanks to our listeners whose voicemail and topic ideas make this job very easy. Go to our website at drsteve.com for schedules and podcasts and other crap. Until next time, check your stupid nuts for lumps. Quit smoking, get off your asses, and get some exercise. We'll see you in one week for the next edition of Weird Medicine.